Welcome to our latest instalment of In Conversation with Oma. And we're just going to get her straight on the phone. Hello, my name is Eamon. Hello, Eamon. Good afternoon, Mum. How are you doing? On this beautiful, warm, lovely, sunny day, both in England and Ireland. So we won't be talking about whether it's too hot or too cold, but we'll uh, we'll crack on, Mum. Now, we, we talked a lot last time about uh, the sailing club and various other things, but that wasn't the only thing you uh, were involved in. You, um, I remember you doing lots with the guides. So do you want to talk a little bit about the guides? was made a stutter to ask me would I be interested in helping out and so is the thing would you help out with the captain company in Niklo so I became the guide captain there. Now I wasn't very good but I did my best and I um, and I, the meetings were I don't think they were boring but we went on outings and we went camping, that was always a great success. Well, tell us about the camping. Because I, I can't believe you're saying they weren't a success, but uh, tell me about the camping, because that came in lots of different versions. Yeah, the camping was great, because yeah, it was new for all of us, for me and for, for the guides. And we, uh, we camped a few times with other groups in, in Ireland. And uh, yeah, no, that that was well, and then there was entertainment to do for them. And we went once camping in Wales. That was also that was a huge expedition. You can imagine that by boat, and you had to bring all your tents and your your own personal gear, and tents for cooking and tents for. Toilets and all that had to come, and uh, so we went to Wales to this place a bit away from a town. Of course, it's never in a town because then it is not outside. So, and that was great fun. And they arranged for a bus to take us on outings, and uh, yeah, was just, and we met some other people there. And, and that was a great experience. Because there was there was lots of different roles that you played on those camping things. So what were the what were the titles of the roles, Mum? Yeah, to begin with, I was the medical officer, but that was a very easy job for a mother because it was just you looked after them, with the, if they had any medicine and if they slept well and if they cut her knee, you did something to it, and uh, yeah, you monitor a bit, some were lonely and homesick, and so that was quite nice, and then I uh, became the, the queue, the quartermaster, you had to do the cooking, now that was much more involved, because to begin with, when you arrived at the campsite, you had to set up your you cook and there's all the provisions in it and then you had to cook on an open fire in the middle of a field 
and yeah, from everything from scratch, there was no takeaway, no ready meals. So you had in the morning there was porridge, and then there was probably bread and butter, and, uh, and tea. Now, to make a cup of tea on an open fire, it needs hours, not hours, but it needs a long time. We always had to be up earlier to get the fire going and to get it going well and make sure that there was dry wood. And then if it was raining, you had to have some cover over that fire. So there was a marquee. We always had a small marquee with a square of raining, we ate in the marquee. Oh, so yeah, that's tiny, that's big country. And then for the, for dinner, I had to make, it was mainly mince with something, but it had to be vegetables and potatoes or pasta. And then a, a dessert of some kind. So that was always one of the things I was told. You make sure that after a couple of days you give them prunes or things like that because it's always <laughs> difficult for them to be um, be away so they, they have to after that as well. I loved it. Um, so and wasn't there for, and wasn't there some rules with the with the uh, the fires, Mum? You were only allowed two matches or something. There was also some rules with the fire that you were only allowed a certain number of matches. Yeah, that was, that was, if you do a test, you're only allowed three matches to get it going. <laughs> now, if you're in the QM, you have a lot of, you have a box of matches, so you can... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the work is very strict rules. And, you also had to collect the water from a pump. So there was always a big bin that was always kept for water. And that had to be filled with buckets from a pump far away. So some of the guys had to do that. And uh, yeah, there is a lot to, to, to it to cook in like that in the open air. And, no, yeah, I always had a patrol of guides too. They were the cook patrol, and that changed every day, I think. But um, and how many people would be going? How many people would you be catering for? No, it would be about between twenty-five and thirty. Wow! So it's, it's a good, uh, yeah. There are big pots. Um, and a big teapot, a very big, no, yeah, not a teapot, it was used to one of those kettles, and you bought the bottle, and then the, the tea bags went into it, yeah. And tell me, who were, who were your fellow, um, what's the word, but fellow officers, Mum? Well, Alida came along, so that was great because she is very good at that kind of thing and she became a, a CO eventually, but is a commanding officer, so she did all the tests, the MO and the QM and then the CO, but otherwise, it, it, when there were other people, 
Now, Mrs. Stewart never camped with her, but there were people, uh, yeah, from other. But there was Muriel and June, wasn't there? Muriel and, and June, of course, would come. Sometimes June was very much forced into it a bit like me. But we beat it all, and Joan. Yeah. And um, there were other people, Mom's captain's lady, that was terrified of her because she knew all the ropes and she knew everything. And uh, I felt a bit. <laughs> but it, it was good fun, and when I talked to Dirk's uh, fellow worker in the gym, he was one of my guides, and then they talk about it. They did enjoy it. Well, I bet they did. Um, yeah, and uh, that girl, she was, uh, when we went to Wales, we went on a little train to, uh, I don't even know where to, a very slow little tourist train. Up Snowden or something. At the back, taking photographs, and she dropped her camera, and she jumped off. So the first thing we saw was her running after it. So we had to stop the train. Yeah, they were all kind of saying, "Hey, you took it all in your stride." Yeah. I was a lot younger, but I wasn't that young anymore either. Yeah. And didn't you have? Didn't you have? Um, officers uh, you uh, you had an officer's mess with uh, extra provisions as well didn't you mom you had an officer's mess with uh, just with provisions that were pro provided for i think bailey's was one of the provisions that came along that wasn't in tents, was in a place, and we were thinking, oh, we have to bring something specific from Ireland. So Muriel got in touch with Bailey's, and they sent a whole box of bottles to her. Yeah, no, in the camps itself, we didn't sit around the fire at night when the guides were in bed, and uh, I don't think we had to drink. I certainly don't. Maybe Muriel brought something. We're all grown up now, Mum, so I'm sure you did have a few little, uh, yeah, little sure tots. <laughs> yeah, and it was good for that. Then eventually, uh, again, Phyllis Studdard asked me, would I uh, come as the representative to go to the, the, the board meetings in the in headquarters? So I went to that, and, and eventually the, the treasurer looked for an assistant, and I got on well with her. So, and, uh, and that was who's that? Is that Dirk? I switched it off. Yeah. So um, I became the treasurer, the national treasurer of the Irish Gold Irish. So that yeah. was. So that was, that was, it was all very interesting and it was very, uh, 
time consuming because I was very alone and then as a treasurer I had to keep an eye on the shop in Dublin so I was there regularly once a week and yeah it was all interesting and it was and then I became one of the directors of the trust company the trust company was a company who, who owned the buildings that the guides had the headquarter building and they had some places and the scary and somewhere in other provinces as well and can i take you back to when we started this conversation mom and you said you didn't really do a very good job at it and you've you've just relayed all the amazing things you did and you've became national treasurer Yeah, it's great. The whole volunteering thing is uh, you get so much back as well as the amount that you've put in. So, yeah. And lots of your yeah. friends are from the guide, guide community oh, now. Fantastic memories. Um, yeah. It was just great. Yeah. It was a good time. And you were all away, so that was, it wasn't as if anybody missed anything. And Daddy was quite happy to be on his own and look after himself and of course he had to hunting. Yes, yeah, so he was off hunting then. Very involved in the hunting and his horse. Tell us a bit about the hunting. That was young. He was very keen on that. Horses were riding. He started it in Dublin and uh, lost it and then I thought now this is great I must learn that too and we can go riding together maybe hunt together so I started to take lessons in Dublin I think even and I was hopeless and I well you didn't take to it mom I didn't take to it that's different I went back in the car I was so thankful to be in the car again because the car listened to me and all those horses knew exactly <laughs> I didn't know what to do. So they did their own thing. And I was perfectly happy to, to walk around, but then they started to trot and didn't want that at all. Do you remember following the hunt, Mum? The horses wasn't me. Do you remember following the hunt, though? Did we ever find the hunt or did we just drive around, Mum? They had no attention for you, so you just 
Ja. Ja, zo is het very exciting. En ja, we volgden ja, en dan vier van jou in de car. En dat was al, er was altijd een beetje quarreling. Ja, ja. Ja, met de oudere ones, ik denk, was het? De oudere ones waren de ones quarreling. Ik denk dat ik heel goed behaved at the time. Ja. En Elida deed dat ook, niet? Elida was hunting as well. En ze was riding en ze was goed at it. But I don't know what happened. She had her own horse, and somehow there's something wrong with the horse. And Fidelma very rudely or wrongly explained to a light how the horses to go to be put down and then hit a light. I think. Yeah. Anyway, she didn't take. She didn't keep at it at all. Yeah. But I think there was a thing about the horse and. Uh, I remember the story being that um, someone said, oh, you need to learn how to ride again. And then one of their people got on the horse and was thrown off it. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, there was definitely something in that Fidelma. I don't know, can you remember Fidelma? Yeah, briefly. She was a very, uh, she wasn't my type at all. She was, because I remember when Daddy was looking for another horse, a new horse. And uh, he had found a horse, and she said to him, oh, that's very tame, you can, you can do with something a bit more spirited. Now, it would actually have been much better if Daddy had that quiet horse, but yeah, she didn't see that, and she encouraged him a bit, a bit more daring. And, I think that was the horse, I think that was Bilbo, wasn't it? That was the horse that Dirk jumped off. Of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that was all in bad air that Daddy was very fond of Fidelma. And uh, yeah, they, they got on very well. And so that was. Uh, Daddy was very happy in, in this hunting, and, and I was happy with the guys. So it worked all very well. That sounds perfect, Mum. <laughs> no, not perfect, but it, was, it went well. Oh, yeah. That's brilliant. Well done, Mum. Thanks for that. That's brilliant. <laughs>